Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mindwall podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things innovative and new in the mining and natural resources industries. We like to speak to people who come up with new ideas and make them work. So today we, we are not going to be disappointed, I'm sure. Um, we have a special uh, guest called Jacques Vessels. Jacques Vessels is a CEO. Well, he's actually involved with a few companies, but the company that we want to tell you more about today is a company called Spirosense. Uh, Jacques, did I get that um, pronunciation correctly? Yeah, Spirosense, that's 100%, and it's all in the name. It's all about sensors. And so tell us, tell us just quickly, where does that name come from, Sense? Well, MP, the company started uh, 30 years ago coming out of the defense industry. Um, and the, the guys that started the company were all in all engineers. Um, and they focused on telemetry, on measurement. And right. where we found a niche market was in the mining sector, especially to measure um, gas, um, and other environmentals underground um, for specifically fire um, and to ensure that we can get the mine back in production as soon as possible after a blast to ensure that the gases that's available that is um, measured is really safe and that there's no fire um, and that's where the whole journey started with Sperosense. Fantastic. Jacques, welcome to the podcast. We're looking forward to, to hearing more about what you guys are doing. Sounds like we've uh, hit the jackpot with rocket scientists today. So. <laughs> but uh, before we jump into all the things that uh, that we want to talk about technically, tell us a little bit about, uh, more about yourself, Jog. Where are you from and how did Jog Vessels become Jog Vessels of today? I'm a, a, a boy from the Eifeld uh, in Kumalanga, South Africa. I grew up on a farm, spent most of my first part of the adult life as a soldier. I retired as a lieutenant colonel in 2001 um, and then joined the private sector um, in building businesses. I did a BMIL degree at the University of Stellenbosch Faculty for Military Science. When I finalized my studies uh, there, I went back as an operational officer and ended up at the senior command staff course uh, for the Army in, in Pretoria. Um, left the Defence Force, uh, fi- finished the master's degree in business leadership. Um, at the UNISA Business School in Midrand, and yeah, and then joined a company called Flowcentric, uh, which is where we met um, actually 10 years yes. ago. Um, so uh, 10 years ago, uh, MineRP at that stage was still part of the, the GMIST stable, and we're looking at replacement of the business process management suite, uh, which was a, a offshore uh, company out of India. Um, as developed uh, flow-centric business process management over the last 22 years, obviously closer to, to home and closer to MineRP. And since then, we had a very good symbiotic relationship with MineRP. Currently, um, I am the CEO of three businesses, um, of which Sense is, is one. We also have a business called Flowcentric Mining Technologies, where we do specialist supply of uh, forced evaporators um, and for mining water, as well as uh, dust suppression and misting systems uh, all over the world, um, as well as Flowcentric Technologies, which is the company where we met with. And recently, after the sad pass away of our uh, previous CEO at Sperosense, um, I was appointed as the CEO for Sperosense. Um, and going forward, obviously, managing the strategy which our previous executive has so clearly spelled out. 
Yeah. Jacques, you know, as probably as with the whole computing industry, lots of interesting technologies come out of a military background. And and interesting that you mentioned the that background also in, in Spedosense's technology stack. So in the, in, the, in the new approach to uh, Industry 4.0, do you guys start out from, from the application of technology side or from the development of sensor side um, or from the what should we do with all of this in the process side? Where do you think uh, the, the initial um, pulse came from to develop this idea? As you say, um, let's start a bit earlier. Let's start in the Second World War. As you know, uh, war um, incubates technology, like radar in the Second World War for the English to um, to have the ability to determine where um, where the little capacity of airplanes, the German planes, would come from. Um, mm -hmm. They developed radar wave technology, and and that spawned a whole bunch of new tech. Um, in terms of Sparrowsense, the 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 for founding fathers of Sparrowsense really, as they came out of the the measurement, they were a core part of the development of a missile system called the ZT3, um, which was rattle based and had the had to have the ability to um, remote control uh, launch uh, missiles, and that measurement technology is where it came from. So, so the the telemetry were were the founding. And and, not, and then we had to find application for that. So typically, as you know, 4.0 industry is not new tech. It's the application of different technologies that's already in existence. So the fourth industrial revolution, um, and you can have a look at every revolution uh, that happened in, in industry. It, it's not new technology. It is just the application of, of technology that exists in different spheres of the industry to, to give us that capability, which we didn't have. And we, we're going to see that now with, um, with the fourth the industrial revolution, is where data from different sources, integrated uh, interoperability, typically as a minority platform, where we can now integrate that different data sources, the telemetry from Sphero, the geospatial data from the mine in the mine RP platform, the process management of Flowcentric combined together gives us the ability to do a lot of stuff. We have the sure. ability to, to manage a mine remotely with virtual reality and not be in the mine because mm -hmm. we have the data, we have the sensors, et cetera, et cetera. Just uh, some interesting stats uh, about Sense. I'll talk a bit about the company later. So yes. Sense has installed 341,735 communication measurement um, monitoring underground conditions uh, using a system that we call SL2010, which is a telemetry wow. system. I'll speak about that a bit later. And, and, uh, and I'm going to make a note to talk about the underground because that's very special. But carry on and I'll get back to that. Um, a total of 19,723 nozzles installed uh, by uh, Sense to protect various valuable equipment such as conveyor belts, substations, generators, transformers and fuel bays. 10,596 meters of fire wa um, water pipe was installed over the last five years. Quite a few companies, and I don't think I'm allowed to name them, mining companies, uh, standardized on continuous miners and board data logging designs in 2020. Due to the friendly um, design and reliable uh, operation under very harsh conditions. 
1,648 installed Weberflow vent captors that measures that water. So as you can see, SperroSense, probably one of the oldest, but also the, the leader for the last 30 years in, in the complex fire industry in, um, in South Africa and Africa. Um, so we, we don't specialize and we don't want to specialize in uh, shopping malls and in office parks for sprinkler systems. What we do well is that ability that, that Neil and his team has in the engineering side to engineer complex um, fire solutions in very risky areas. Um, and I think that is where we are the leaders in, in South Africa, most definitely in Africa. Um, and we have proven this over 30 years with currently around 87 service level agreements that we manage every, every day. So if you look at um, uh, SperroSense, we talk about the future of fire. The future of fire protection is all about uh, integrated fire philosophy. It's about continuous monitoring. It's about system integration and it's about integrated management. And, and I think that is what we um, tapped on a bit earlier where we said everything is about integration. Integration right. of data, integration of the thought philosophy around um, a, a complex fire solution. It's not about putting a, a, a dam with water and sprinklers. It's about managing that whole philosophy of your fire. So right. really six things that we do um, at Spera. First thing, we have an engineering environment, which is headed yeah. up by Neil Jordan, where we do complex fire designs. Um, we ensure compliance. Um, we, we do risk assessments and audits for mines. Specifically, we've done work in other industries, but our, our focus has always been really in the mining sector. And obviously, then we do also consulting for, for companies, especially when they have to redesign a mine, where they have to um, re, uh, re direct uh, development on a mine or start a new mine and do mm -hmm. not have that capability. Secondly, we then take those designs and go into those complex fire projects. So we are full EPCM provider for the for the fire industry. Um, it's all turnkey projects. We adhere to all the quality standards that is available and obviously we have strict project management around that. Mm. We also um, do product and solutions. So we supply products which we either develop ourselves or we import or source locally, um, then we will do the installations and that become part of the integrated solution with uh, real live monitoring with systems like SL2010, which is one of our systems proprietary, as well as with uh, Verify, which I always also talk about a bit later. Then obviously support services, once we've installed these um, million rand and dollar plus uh, project, we need to support the mine in um, in the management of those uh, activities. Just give you an example. You talk about a bit of war stories. Uh, we did with one of our clients uh, in Palaborba did a calculation that if we have to manage the service level according to the DMOS standards on that mine on all the fire assets every week, every month, quarterly, half yearly, yearly then we would have to uh, do around 96,000 activities in a year to inspect, to maintain, to change everything that needs to happen in that very fire sensitive environment. Um, the, the only way you can do that and ensure that's done and then and give the mind the uh, peace of mind that the inspections was done, the replacements was done, 
you can't do that on paper. So we've developed right. a system called Verify. Jacques, just before you go on with 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 Verify, and, and we will definitely get to that. Um, but but I wanted to to just step take one step back. You know, when we hear about companies talk about technologies in this area, many companies focus on, say, for example, detection. So how do we know something uh, went wrong? Or prediction even, you know, something might go wrong. Uh, others uh, focus on, on fire suppression, you know, and, and what devices could we install to make sure that it doesn't spread further or that it doesn't kill people even should it happen or uh, whatever. And, and others, of course, on, on managing the emergency uh, process should a fire in, in fact take place. Would you say that an integrated philosophy would cover all of those areas? And then, of course, um, my, my question is, do minds typically, excuse the pun, burn their fingers before they get involved, before they ask companies like you to get involved? Or is there enough awareness of the importance of such an integrated uh, fire management? philosophy out there today? I think this this role both sides. We have definitely seen over the last two, three years that companies like Anglo drive this from a board perspective and that there's a single uh, responsible person, in this case he actually sits in South America, that is responsible for the fire philosophy for all the, in this case, Anglo mines globally. Yes. So, so yes, there is, and it starts to get more and more there. It's not about only the mine plan, the mine development, but it's also around how do we keep our people, our equipment safe and be more productive. That is one thing. The secondly, we've seen um, actually in the last two weeks, we've seen uh, mines that um, that didn't want to do any fire suppression on, on for instance, uh, conveyor belts, which is not life threatening. Mm -hmm. But now the, those belts burned and because they burned, production is standing. So now the mine says, OK, I should have done this. Mm -hmm. um, so it is an integrated philosophy. It is around detection. Uh, it's around prediction. So we, for instance, bring in products from overseas where we measure the vibrations on on on, on bearings, etc., <laughs> which is where it starts. We also look at uh, typically sound waves to listen um, to those bearings, etc. And in time, we can respond to that. So it's not it's not around only, okay, there's a problem, but we can respond and change that, firstly. Sure. The detection, obviously, that needs to be there. And the detection underground is not only around, okay, there is a fire. That is, the conditions are starting to get to where we're going to get spontaneous combustion. Or, or yeah. whatever. And then, obviously, we have systems, deluge, et cetera, which we install on those belts and sprinklers so that we can contain that fire it gives us time for our people to get to rescue base or to get out of the mine and get the protest uh, teams in to suppress the fire. Um, there's strict rules around that. How long does a, a suppression system uh, needs to run, 30 minutes or whatever, to make sure that we contain that fire. Right. It is about an integrated approach. The mines, uh, especially the big mining houses, do view this as an important part of their life of mine. Um, and they do spend quite a bit of dollars to ensure that the production and efficiency is there because they don't have fires and they can detect it in time. All right, and, and now let's dive into, you know, you were talking earlier about it being impossible to manage that many activities, but what's very interesting, it's not only impossible to, to do the management, but afterwards, if, a, if an incident did in fact take place, there's also, of course, um, 
a responsibility that mine or, that, or any company has, and even pers personal responsibilities that, that responsible people have, to show uh, in an auditable way that, that they did do the work, they did do the inspections, they did do the replacements, and they, and, and they didn't fake it somewhere on surface, etc. And, and exactly. So we, we always used to joke that we only know if the maintenance guy were underground, if the paper he filled in was dirty. Otherwise, <laughs> if it's a tin paper, we never did it in his office. But um, and, and, and again, getting to the fourth industrial revolution, we didn't do anything uh, new. We used the tech that was there. So we've developed a, a product called Verify, where we actually tag all the fire assets. Um, right. That gets geofenced on the tag. And then we have a smart device. Um, it's a ruggedized iPhone, uh, cell phone. Um, it runs both on Android and iOS, where the, um, the maintenance guy will get an instruction on his uh, device to go and do specific uh, inspections and maintenance. You'll then go underground, will download that um, where there's no connectivity, it's offline. He will then go underground and he has physically have to go with that um, device to the asset and tag that asset. Once that right. asset is tagged, I know, uh, and he filled in this form, inspection form, which will give him everything is fine or there's, a, there's critical phase that needed, there's maintenance that need to be done. I will then have that real-time available for me on surface to know when I have that inspection been done. I can then task through a uh, activity, maintenance teams to go and change what needs to be changed or repair what needs to be repaired. Mm -hmm. It gives me a complete audit trail of all the activities that was done in that mine. And that is real-time visible for the mine manager, the engineer. They can see, is my fire maintenance people, doesn't matter which company it is, that has got that SLA, are they doing their work? Yeah. Um, so utilizing existing tech like mobile devices and tags to execute the task which was so manual and which we didn't know. Now, I can also do that in, in a, a, a predictive manner. I can set up the maintenance schedule for the year and that maintenance schedule will come up every day. And me as a work worker, as an employee, plus my management will know exactly what needs to happen today to execute those tasks, those 96,000 different activities that needs to happen on that mine. So again, now but now I have that data, what can I do with the data? What can I do with the data that I have from the census? What can I do with the data that I get from the Epiroc machines, the drilling, et cetera, et cetera? And I can now combine and integrate that data to give me a picture that seemingly is unrelated. Mm. Data. Mm. Give me efficiency, productivity, give me risk, and I can start to manage that from surface, even though I'm not on surface. Or now, that's, that sounds incredible. Um, and as you say, it's not really new, but, but it is, it is a, a useful and valuable application, uh, given the growth of the, technolo uh, the technological environment within which mines function as stands. Now, now, with regards to this integration, uh, this is not something that that you're hoping to do, and and you've worked with MineRP before, and you've actually won awards. Uh, don't you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I think it was 2018, 2019. Um, MineRP, Sparrow Sense, and Flow collaborated. Um, we uh, we were asked to join a competition that MTN held. We collaborated to create an, a virtual environment 
with uh, the geospatial database from um, from Minarpi, the sensor yeah. data from uh, Sperosense, and then Flowcentric that integrated these data sources, but also the the ability to manage activities afterwards. Uh, we won that. Um, I don't know if you went to Los Angeles, MP, but a couple of our employees went to fit to the award ceremonies in, 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 they did, in Los yes. Angeles. And um, yeah, and that was well received. So again, it is utilizing the different data sources that's available and building something new, um, which wasn't there previously. And I, and I think one of the remarks made in, in Los Angeles to our stand was, guys, this is the only IoT um, business case that we've seen on this whole floor. The rest are just devices. It's not what do we do with the data and the devices. And yeah. I think that was a, a plum in our, in our a feather in our hat. Um, yeah, so, so that's a, what I also wanted to just touch on is the SL2010, um, which the company has yeah. been here for the last 30 years. And we've developed a, a, another system uh, called SL2010, and that is for continuous monitoring of the environmentals underground in a mine. We do most of the mines in, in, in the uh, platinum, platinum belt. Where, um, where we have control rooms and we measure uh, the environment. So on a 24-hour basis, keeping people and equipment safe underground is our responsibility. And as you mentioned earlier, somebody is responsible. For me, the CEO of, of this fire company, I'm at, at the end, the last stand when somebody dies in a fire and we didn't protect that. So that's pretty, pretty important for me personally, for the company as a whole, that what we take to a client is solid um, and it is proven and therefore we have our own R&D function at Spero. We have very clever people that engineer, design as well as build our own tech and then mm -hmm. we source the best tech for our mines in South Africa globally. Do you find that, uh, just out of interest now, did you find any interruptions or, or, or any problems with uh, sourcing materials in, in the past year or so's global supply chain crisis that the world has seen? Absolutely. There are some components um, for electronic boards, which we struggle to source in South Africa. It comes out of China. Um, definitely supply chain um, is, is a problem, um, not only for us, but globally. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, in flow-centric uh, mining, we export a lot of stuff to, for instance, Australia. To get a place on a ship is a problem. You have to book uh, way in advance. But I must be honest, we have some of the best sourcing people in the business. You know, uh, Sonica and her team is doing tremendous work in sourcing for us uh, globally, as well as nationally, different suppliers. Uh, but to just confirm what you said, MP, the international supply chain is a problem. And, um, and I think it's, gonna, it's just going to uh, force uh, a nationalist approach by uh, countries globally who's going to start to manufacture more themselves, not export mm. all their raw materials, but make sure that they can support and supply their own uh, country and not only uh, uh, import globally because of the supply chain issue. Yeah, and I think needs must. So uh, this will be another driver for uh, for innovation, no doubt. Absolutely. Innovation is driven by need. You're quite right. Yeah. Jacques, it's been very, very interesting. and. Um, Certainly, you know, we celebrate uh, companies who who don't only distribute and and um, install technologies from 
other suppliers, but who are actually on the forefront of innovation. So it's been great to talk to you about that. And uh, we look forward to to learning more about this and specifically also uh, to, to see how you, uh, you're able to get value beyond value as you integrate multiple disciplines and processes together uh, by accessing and, and creating those data streams as well. We exactly. always ask our uh, guests what they are reading. We want to know a little bit more about what excites you. So, uh, what's on your bedside table? What What is Jock Vessels interested in? So, actually, um, quite a lot. I, do, I read biographies. Um, so, love biographies. Best one I've read about leadership is one from the founder of the X. He wrote the biography for Eisenhower. management of complex uh, environment with complex personality. Then obviously being a military history st uh, student, I read a lot of military history um, and uh, currently I, uh, I also have some of Adam's uh, literature in terms of economics on my on my bedside. And then I read the Bible. Sounds fantastic. Jacques Vessels from Sense. thank you so much for joining us and spending time with us. Uh, we look forward to, to doing this more. As we thank as you, we, MP, and thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate that. No, uh, it's it's only a pleasure.